me tell you something, brother. It's time for the P3 podcast. These four these four jabronis are going to get together and they're going to talk wrestling. So you better send your prayers and take in your vitamins. Uh, You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. Well, rest in peace, Hulk Hogan. You've had a good run. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the P3 podcast. We're going to entertain your ear holes with, uh, with some wrestling speakies. You know, like back in the day. It's like a fireside chat, except, you know, you're going to learn nothing except how much we all hate WWE, which has been well-established, and you should know that by now. Well-documented. This should not be your well-documented. This should not be the first time you turn in, tune into the show. You should go back and listen to episode one. That way, you can enjoy the entire saga of hate and vitriol that we seem to have for an industry that we devote so much of our time to. <laughs> in any case, <laughs> we've got Poot the Bard, baby. Yes. We've got Beef the Legend. Yo. We've got the uppercutting Tiger Bomb Tom. Hold on. And if oh, I may. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? It might be the last time. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Puth Bard, baby, and I would like to introduce your reigning, defending, undisputed, choo-choo-chooser-weight champion, Mr. Alec, the Mad Man Ransom. So this is going to be really a suspenseful episode. And the only reason it's going to be that way, and it's probably only going to be that way to me, is because it's not looking great for the Mad Champ. Uh, I'm a little behind in the old picaronis. And usually when I'm at this far behind, (laughs) pardon me, there's usually not a whole lot of coming back. Um, (coughs) Pardon me, goodness. Touch of Kobe. Um, that's not Kofi. That's a different thing. Um, Your burp usually like beef a is pretty damn good with his picks. So when I'm this far behind, there's usually not a whole lot of coming back for me because I'm going to, you know, beef has a record and a history of if he's off, he's only off by like a couple. And I, unless beef, unless you really duff it on these picks, I have a sneaking suspicion that after Sunday, you're going to be walking around with some gold on your shoulder. Can I just say, I hope not. And that's not a slight against beef because oh. it's, it's more so I don't want us to hot potato this tight. No, I don't want us to hot potato this title. Like fucking WWE just did right before survivor series. If but- I may, if you guys remember ransom laid this exact same spiel at our feet in October and he was like, Oh, well, I don't know. Beef may come from no, nope. <laughs> it's me. I'm the bad king. <laughs> like it's, it's, this is, this is his spiel. This is, this is, this is where he fucking wrecks us. He thieved right, it. So he thieved it. He let he, our guards were down. He thieved it. He, he fucking snuffed it. He, he fucking it. thieved it. <laughs> All right, so real quick review of the standings. I am atop the leaderboard right now with eight and one at full gear. Oh boy! Tech bomb Tom just under me at seven and two, and Poot and Ransom bringing up the rear at six and three. Oh. Uh, I'm your dark horse. I'm your dark horse, people. Nothing is unattainable at this point, but with only matches at Survivor Series, gotta be oh. a point. 
So, oh, uh, and it's it's just a mishmash garbage of a of an event too. So it's all just up in the fucking air. Sure, oh, you know, Survivor b- bragging Survivor Series rights. You know, my favorite fucking we'll get into it. All right, all right. so let's do picks. Um, uh, we'll start with uh, Ransom. No, yeah, fuck it. I'll start. We'll start with me just for simplicity's sake. Uh, tag team. So the the, the shtick with Survivor Series, if you haven't known by now, it's Every champion is facing off, except for NXT, because apparently they're not important again this year. Uh, and there are two uh, actual traditional Survivor Series matches. So, Those bitches. In the tag team uh, face-off, we see the Raw tag team champions, the New Day, versus the SmackDown tag team champions, the Street Profits. Um, I like the New Day here uh for reasons that I'll get into a bit later but I like the new day here. Poop, what do you think? I I'm sorry, could you run that by me one more time? New day versus three <laughs> pops. Oh. Um does Poot want the smoke? Uh I you know, normally Poot would want the smoke. Um I I I just I I I I got to go with new day. On this one, I is something in my guts just telling me New Day. I love the Prophets. I I think they're great. I think honestly they have they have a really high ceiling, and their gimmick and everything has a a long, 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 long Stacy Keebler kind of pair of legs on it. So Ooh. like it, you know. But something in my guts just saying, hey, go go with the New Day. Ransom. Our king. Ransom wants the smoke. The oh. only way I retain this title is if I have enough picks separate from beef. Plus the fact that I feel this is a good opportunity for an established veteran tag team to do the favor for a younger established. They are established, but a younger in the business tag team. I feel like this is a great opportunity for the New Day to do the favor to the Street Profits and give them a big boost by putting them over. Street Profits. Tiger Bomb, Tom. Tiger Bomb, Tom also wants the smoke. Street Profits. All right. Nice and clean, boys. The mid-card champions face off. The vanilla maximum midget, Bobby Lashley, versus... Uh, Sami Zayn. I don't have anything clever for him. Uh, United States Champion versus Intercontinental Champion. Poot, who have you thinking you got? Uh, I gotta go with Sami Zayn. I'm gonna go with Zayn. Ransom. Ransom picks Bobby Lashley. I feel like if you really want to legitimize the Hurt Business, you have to continue to put their people over it doesn't make sense for them to position the Hurt Business as a dominant force and then have their people consistently and constantly lose. Plus, I think out of those two, if Zayn ate the pin, it would hurt him less. Tom? Lashley. Damn you, Tom. I am also picking Lashley because... Damn you, beef! Damn you, you know, beef. Uh, um, Zayn can eat pin sandwiches all day, every day, and still be good old smarmy Sammy Zayn. Ransom, uh, Lashley, 
Ransom, don't be too upset with me because just remember, we can always we can always share. We can be co champs. Actually, that no. If 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 shut up, tie, if, if it's it. a tie, Ransom retains by himself. You bastard! I'm trying to stick up for you. Oh, no. um, oh that's right. Right. Florida, for the ladies. Uh, Oscar, the Raw Women's Champion versus Sasha, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Ransom. I don't know why, but I'm not going to pick on the side of Mrs. The Bard. I'm going to go with Sasha. I don't like her. I wanted to stay the hell away from my Mandalorians. She has no business putting that armor on. She's the worst. But I feel like she's going to go over. Tom? Uh, is it Asuka versus Sasha? Yep. And Sasha is the SmackDown Women's Champion currently? Yep. Uh, Asuka. I am picking Sasha Banks because I think ah! that she needs a pretty big pretty big win, and I think that none bigger uh, than Asuka at this point. Uh, Poot. Um, you know what? I don't think that I have a prayer and a chance uh, to win this. Um uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Mrs. The Bard. Another house divided. I'd be I'd be offended <laughs> if you didn't. Uh, at least we're keeping things interesting. Uh, so oh, I gotta get my phone out for this. Oh, it's on the phone. Camera. Hold on. Because I actually need uh, fucking matches. Oh. Um, Dude, what is going on with your gut tonight? I'm, well, are you I put a lot of habanero sauce on my meatloaf tonight. So I was, I was gonna say, are you habanero are you, meatloaf? Are you processing tin cans in there? I might be. It sounds like I'm really trying to get behind this, you know, green initiative. And I figure if I drink a Pepsi and then I just consume the can, there's no <laughs> there's no byproduct. He's got so a bender going factory green. inside his. The gut. Mad King is going green. It sounded. It sounded like you decided to just eat a bunch of cans and a bag of D10s and just start jumping around. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> like one of those fucking like sweepers that the kids push around with all the damn pop. In them. You ever wonder where nitroglycerin comes from? It comes from my teeth. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, ransom piss. So the oh. uh, women's five-on-five traditional Survivor Series match. Uh, team Raw, which is Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, who are the tag team champions, uh, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce, versus Team SmackDown, Bianca Belair, Ruby Wright, Liv Morgan, and two members to be determined. Tom. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the same reaction I had in my own head. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Fuck it, Team SmackDown. Why not? Let me just say that. Don't this... do the no, do the picks. Till... Huh? Do the no. Nah, go ahead. You're fine. What the fuck are you talking about? This is like the least appealing match on the card, and like the least appealing match that I've seen in like months. Uh, I'm picking Team SmackDown. Um, just because I think that SmackDown needs to pick up a win here, but outside of Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler, uh, this 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 match is bereft of talent. Poot, who you got? Are you now Team SmackDown is the one with with Baszler, and everything? No. SmackDown is Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two members to be determined. I'm also going with Team SmackDown, and I can explain my reasons if you want to. If you want me to. 
Well, I mean, this, this, this isn't a pit cast. It's a podcast. Go ahead, Boot. Well, I Boot. honestly, I think one of the to-be-determined people is absolutely going to be um, Rhea Ripley. Oh. Absolutely. Like that's not a bad that's not a bad call. Absolutely. And to have Rhea Ripley lose, that's gonna be erroneous and stupid. But then again, WWE's good with erroneous <laughs> and stupid. So Ransom, who you got? Uh I'm definitely not winning this title because I'm picking too many things that are the same. Uh I'm gonna go with Team SmackDown because I really feel like those last two unnamed entrants could have the opportunity of being something big. Like Poot said, it could be a Rhea Ripley. Uh, you know, I feel like there's a possibility that it could be an Ember Moon or even a shot in the dark and, a, you know, a long shot. It could be a returning Charlotte Flair. Oh, I was just about to say that. Ooh. As much as it makes me want to throw up in my mouth, you're probably yeah. not wrong. So, I, I don't know. I feel like there's more opportunity for two, at least definitely one of those surprise entrants to be a big name. And you're not going to have an Ember Moon or a Rhea Ripley or a Charlotte Flair show up and then have them lose. That would make a whole lot of sense. Let me deflate all of your balloons very, very quickly. Oh, good. Uh, two women who have been involved in the title hunt are not featured on this pay-per-view yet. That being Bailey, the former champion, and Carmella, who came out and attacked Sasha Banks last week. It's very likely going to be probably Bailey and Carmella. Uh, it may oh. not be. I may be wrong, but that's what I'm putting my money on. Uh, Raw men to a traditional Survivor Series match. And I'm not going to call it the Survivor Series match because there's no fucking series. It's one match. Um, it is Team Raw, which is AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle. I'm sorry, Riddle. Versus Team what? SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin. Seth Rollins and TBD. Oh. Uh, oh, it's my pick. Uh, I'm picking the Raw Men. Mmm, Raw Men. Boots. I am. You know what? Just to be uh, Captain Different, Different, Difference, Difference, I'm gonna pick SmackDown. Fucking poot. <laughs> Ransom. I don't. I, this one I really don't know. Um, Listen, for ransom, if if you're thinking in terms of sheer numbers, you don't need to be, worry about being Poot. You and Poot are tied, and you guys have enough different at this point where you know it's it's, it's not going to come down to you versus Poot. No, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about you. Yes. Uh, and I really, I really feel like I'm resigned to the fact that I, I've picked enough the same of you, as you that it's not going to matter. So. On one hand, I feel like it could be SmackDown, especially since they've got that surprise entrance. But I don't think there's a there, I don't think there's big enough names on Team Smack. Well, I guess Seth Rollins is there, and Corbin, Jey Uso. Eh. I don't know. The thing that's, that's taking me away from Raw is the fact that um, Jey Uso, huh? Yeah. Um, the fact that Keith Lee is on Team Raw. It just really feels like they're setting up Team Raw for a loss there because, you know, reasons and Vince McMahon logic. Um, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Um, I 
I don't know. I doubt they would have a SmackDown go over Raw just because Raw is Raw. But uh, I don't think it matters at this point. I'm going with SmackDown. <clears throat> Tom? Uh, no homo. I'm all for Team Bra Men. <laughs> uh, that's Hashtag funny. confirmed. Tom likes Raw. Ben. <laughs> no, just Raw. He likes the program Raw. Shame on you, Tom. Yeah, that's a image. Um, the main event, well, probably not going to be the main event. If, if we're being honest, the, the, the 10 man tag is probably going to be the main event. But the, uh, the, the main title guy having. <laughs> Uh, Drew McIntyre, newly minted two-time WWE champion Drew McIntyre versus Universal champion Roman Reigns. Pooped. Uh, balls. Why me first? Um, uh, this is tough, man, because my answer, and I know I did this on the last one, wants to be there's going to be some chicanery afoot uh, with this match. Um... <clears throat> It feels like, to me, it doesn't no. make sense. Huh. Something just clicked no. in my head. You're right. It doesn't make sense. None no. of it makes sense. Something just, something just clicked. <clears throat> so we wonder why Randy Orton passed that belt back to uh, Drew McIntyre. Um do you think it's because Randy Orton didn't want to take a loss to Roman Reigns? They wanted to keep Orton looking quote-unquote strong. But then again, that doesn't make sense to have him lose immediately to Drew McIntyre. Oh, God, I'm going cross-eyed and I'm going down Especially a black Especially on a Raw, too. Of logic. Uh, yes, that, uh, yes, that young up-and-coming Randy Orton who they need to worry about protecting. You're right. Yeah, well, you know, we've made that point before, but I just was like, I realized I'm going down a black hole of law of Vince McMahon logic right now. <laughs> that's yeah, not you are. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, I know it seems like a completely counterintuitive thing, but you know what? I'm just going to wait for the next month of picks. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre on this one because he's coming off of a fresh win. They, I think partially they realized how big of a mistake it was to make him look that fucking weak. And what better to make him look strong than to win over the tribal chief, Captain Buff Boy Shiny Teeth, Roman Reigns. So you're like embracing your inner cornet every time you say the word fucking. I, I think it's just because I'm tired and frustrated with the, with the fucking world. I kill you. I, 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 you the best. McIntyre versus uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm sticking with the logic that I made in my video earlier today. Um, but there is no logic. Well, that. But I feel like having Roman Reigns lose to Drew McIntyre is a disservice to Roman Reigns. It's not like Roman Reigns is going to put him over and that's going to do something for Drew. Um, yeah, I, I think Roman Reigns losing to Drew McIntyre makes Roman look bad. Especially after trying to pump him up as the tribal chief. He's on this rocket. Oh, Lord, pardon me. Um, he's, you know, he, he's on this, this heel run. Drew McIntyre... He's already lost it to Orton. He's won it back on a Raw. I feel like nobody really, fan base wise, is going to give a shit if Roman Reigns beats Drew McIntyre. 
Like I don't, I don't think it hurts him at all because I don't think people were looking at Drew McIntyre going, "Yes, this guy." So I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. Mister Casual Gaming Dad himself, Tiger Bomb Tom, what do you think? Uh well, I thought Poot was going to go with a different logic about the whole Orton thing, and maybe Orton's going to be the to be determined and show up on Team SmackDown and you know flip brands or something. Uh, but in any case, I'm going to go with Roman. I too am picking Roman Reigns. Um, uh, you know, I know. I, I don't mean to cut you off, Beef. I know for anyone out there who's listening, yes, I'm breaking the fourth wall talking to you faces right now. I know for all of you, you're thinking, man, this poop guy doesn't know dick about wrestling. And you know what? You're right. But also, I, look, someone's got to pick differently. And also, you know what? It keeps things interesting. And WWE and that old bastard that runs it, just crazy enough that it could work. Unfreeze the scene 80s style. What were you saying, Beef? I was just making the point that, you know, if if we're looking at who the pinfall is going to hurt more at this point, it would hurt Reigns more than it would hurt McIntyre. So uh, logic dictates that, you know, McIntyre loses the match. Plus, Reigns has a crew. McIntyre does not. You know. Well, this, he's this, got this, Christian and Shawn Michaels and, uh, <laughs> you know. Flair. Ric Flair. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, got his own God. crew. Forget about the poker playing legends. You're right. The the no. Jay Uso comes out and they cut to the guys playing poker in the back. They're like, oh shit, we need to, we should go and help Drew. Damn um, it, we gotta get after guys. Yeah. Woo! I uh <laughs> um I just you know, I don't know. Like I, I think it comes down to at the end of the day, Vince Mc if if you put it put a gun at Vince McMahon's head and said who who's your number one? McIntyre reigns, he's gonna say reigns all day long because this is yeah. this is Vince McMahon's wet dream that's finally fucking coming forth six years in the making where reigns is finally getting over and doing something well and everyone's like oh man this is great so he's not gonna fuck that up now um, yeah and you know plus two I I think Poot said something about it and maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm not listening I don't know um I I really I, I truly would be surprised if this match did not contain some sort of chicanery. Um, yep. I, you know, if Randy Orton doesn't turn out to be the surprise guy on Team SmackDown, if he's not on this pay-per-view at all in any sort of match, I, I would almost willing to be guaranteeing that he shows up in the Reigns-McIntyre match and, and does something. Well, yep. and let's not forget that your Money in the Bank uh, contract holder, The Miz, not in the event. The Fiend, not at the event. Orton, not at the event. As of right now, Bailey, not at the event. Um, so there, there are a lot of like big-ish names. Uh, Brian, Daniel Bryan, not at the event. So like, th- there are a lot of big-ish names, and, and they they do this a lot of times with these pay-per-views where, where where they'll cycle through the talent um you know they'll you know like kevin owens will miss a couple months and then he'll be prevalent for a couple months and then vice versa so um i i i, I just think that's how things work in the COVID time you know that's as weird right. it is and so are we ready to are we ready to last call this thing in the middle of my sentence, sure. Uh, so, um, <laughs> oh, sorry, have, I have to, I have to, I have to take a poo. So I just I didn't want to miss it. 
Um, so here, quick rundown. You could do that from uh, here, New Tripod. Day, New Day versus uh, Street Profits. Split House, me and Poot New Day. You, uh, Ransom and Tom, Street Profits. Lashley versus Zane. We are Lashley across the board except for Poot, who likes Zane. Uh, Sasha versus Asuka. Uh, that's fun sweet, to say. Sweet, sweet. Uh, uh, pap, pap, pap. We're going to go across the board on that Intercontinental match. You're changing your mind? Okay. You know what? No. Never mind. I'm getting gun-shy. Never mind. Screw it. Well, no. Yeah, we're going across the board. Never mind. I'm random tonight. So, so wow, you're picking Lashley. Yes, Lashley. Wow, card. Sasha versus Asuka. Uh, Ransom and I pick Sasha. Putin and Tom pick Asuka. The women's match, we all picked the SmackDown Swapping women. that one as well. So you're picking Sasha on the women's match or the women's tag team match? Yep, sorry, wifey. I'm uh I'm going with Sasha. Okay, so you're leaving Tom on Island, okay? All right. Um SmackDown women's tag team or SmackDown the, the five on five match. Uh we're all going SmackDown women. Um the traditional Survivor Series match, Raw Men. Uh me and Tom are going Raw Men. <laughs> the uh Poot Ooh. and Ransom are going SmackDown men. And then uh, Drew versus Reigns. We're picking Reigns, except for Poot, who's picking McIntyre. Uh, from a sheer numbers perspective, Ransom, you could definitely uh, at least tie me. And tying would be good enough to uh, retain your title. Tom would have the chance to beat me as well. Poot, you would not at this point because of the cha- because of the changes you've made. Man, that's great. People don't have to watch the event or you know tune in the next week's podcast. It's uh, it's great. I well, I, I apologize, Poot. You could tie me. Uh, because because we did pick the uh, the the men's tag and the and the, uh, the 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 main title match, well the, the quote unquote the the heavyweight title match as, uh, differently. So we as long, we could potentially tie as long as uh, as uh, Ransom retains that belt, I'll be a happy advocate. Oh. So for the other two of you who were waiting patiently for me to get to my picks, uh, would would the would the other two of you like to change anything? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm solid. I'm going to stay. On I that, do. I'm locking in. On that note, I'm going to uh, relieve myself from this podcast so I can go relieve myself in the bathroom. And I will talk to you gentlemen probably tomorrow. All right. Bye, Tom. Bye, Tom. Hey, thanks hey. for, right. uh, thanks for bye, coming. Tom. Thanks for giving your picks. And uh, everybody tune in to uh, Casual Gaming Dad's Corner on uh, on the YouTubes and the Facebooks. Catch some uh, catch some games. Games. All right. All right. Have a good night, gents. Bye, Tom. Night, Tom. Love you. Later. So, right, the gone. I have a problem JK. with this Survivor Series. Me too. I understand it's COVID times, but I feel like, you know what? It's not March, it's not April, it's not even May or June. You should, you, as in WWE, you should have had ample time to acclimate and adapt. To have this pay-per-view, really honestly, you have two Survivor, quote-unquote, Survivor Series matches. Like I said in that stupid video earlier, you have two multi-team tag matches elimination tag they're not survivor series matches like you said beef they're not they're elimination multi-person tag matches that's what they are you have that and then you have the rest of the card champions versus champions from either show 
it doesn't really feel like there has been any buildup. It doesn't seem like there has been any promotion of we're doing Raw, we're doing SmackDown, we're, they're going to butt heads, we're going to find out which brand has superiority. And not to mention the fact that there are zero NXT matches, not even one, on this card. It really seems like just the shittiest Survivor Series event that I can remember in a long, long time. It's because, and I think I can sum this up, and maybe Beef can expound on it. This feels like an afterthought. Oh, yes. An absolute afterthought, 100%. So, um, the dubs, uh, Mr. S-Dub and uh, Ransom and myself were chatting last night watching AEW, just, you know, about life in general. And uh, obviously a lot of wrestling, because S-Dub's a big fan as well. The uh, the prevailing opinion has become that basically Survivor Series has kind of sort of become the kickoff to the road of WrestleMania. Um, you know, obviously everybody feels like the Royal Rumble starts that. But realistically, this is when the gears start moving. This is when that lube starts to get moving. Like, this is where you start angling for your biggest, quote-unquote, your biggest show of the year. Um, and honestly, I think this has zero to do with COVID. Um, if this, this, this has to do with too many cooks in the same fucking beat up kitchen. Um, and, 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 and they keep bringing more up from NXT. This is a crowded, crowded, crowded scene filled with major talent main event guys like Rey Mysterio uh Baron Corbin Seth Rollins are all kind of Kevin Owens are taking back seat to where I think that they could be doing much better guys like Cesaro Shinsuke Nakamura who we didn't even fucking mention on this podcast um you know guys like AJ Styles Otis, who won the fucking Money in the Bank and was the hottest act for the hot the, for, for the first part of the year. The Miz, your Money in the Bank holder. All of these guys are missing from the show. And like I said, I don't think this is the COVID thing. This is just a, hey, the roster's too fucking big. And unless you want to have four-hour shows, which WWE has been moving away from, um, which I actually have zero problem with. Mm-hmm. If they want to put on a good like two-and-a-half, three-hour show... Like in the old days, that'd be great. super duper. But and they have been. They've been putting out entertaining, but like we talked about last night as well, less memorable shows. I think at the end of the day, with the exception of WrestleMania, I think every show that I've watched, I was like, "Oh man, that that was a good show. I was entertained." And if you point a gun on my head and say, "What was the best match of 2020 on a WWE pay per view?" I would say, "I don't remember half of them. I don't remember any of them." nothing sticks out of my mind that's and that's really really scary now do you think okay do you think just posing this aside from the fact that the the product has been uh we'll say in flux for a while um at least from a fan standpoint it seems do you think it's also just us ourselves as fans going through kind of a transition where we're in a little bit of ennui like we're we're just not like 
approaching it or enjoying it or we have other things going on or what? I don't think so. Or maybe it's more jaded? I I don't think so because the the temperature – and again, you know, I talk to Smarks. So, like, I – I couldn't tell you what Joe Blow on the fucking street thinks. Like fucking Joe Blow and his gold birch of nineteen ninety. I talked to Smarts, but that Joe Blow guy, fuck him. Like, yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm not trying to talk down. I'm saying the people that I talk to, the people I keep in my circle, uh, tend to be of the smarkier variety, like us. That fucking watch the product, we get the product, and we analyze the product, like like a fucking reading club. Is that's what we are? We're we're a fucking book club for wrestling. And that's fine, um, but realistically, that the, the the temperature on this particular pay per view seems to be rather tepid, and that is again kind of what it's been since WrestleMania, where it's like, oh, it's 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 been a good product on their special events, um, but but not memorable. So yeah. yes, yep. you're you're getting to people to bed earlier on Sunday nights. Hey, that's great, but at the same time, you're sacrificing. Memor- memorableness, you know, AEW was a, is a prime example. Uh, they put on a show on, you know, full gear where uh, it started at 7.30, it finished up a little after 11.30, so just about four hours. Um, and they had a decently sized card. But I came away with a very memorable match with Hangman and, and Omega, a very memorable match with the Bucks and FTR, a really good match with Cody and, and, and Darby, and then uh, a decent main event, obviously. So, like, they're they're making the best use of their time. I don't think WWE is. And, again, it's just way too fucking crowded. Cause it, it, and this is probably since the fucking brand split, you know, last year, whenever they moved to Fox. How and, much? And, 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 yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. You I just... Um... How much of that is the fuck? I just lost it. I'm sorry. I'm a dickhead. Um, Now, how much of that is the impetus? Just bringing a point on the talent, being able to tell a compelling in-ring story. I think the reason you pointed out Omega and you pointed out uh, the Bucks and FTR, right? Pointed Mm -hmm. those two things out. And which is which is very valid. I'm not invalidating that. What I am saying though is those talents are able to tell an in-ring story that is compelling, interesting and engaging. Do you think some of that is on the talent in WWE not having the time despite having, you know, longer shows or whatever and what have you having the ability to really get into the meat of telling who they are in the ring versus weird backstage things you know and that's just that wwe chooses to focus on these stupid fucking shenanigans backstage and you know all this other fucking hokey bullshit whereas AEW is like here's our fucking product whereas njpw is like here's our product ring of honor is like here's our product you can tell a story, for example, and, and I hate to keep leaning on AEW, but I'm an AEW mark. Get over it. Kenny and Hangman, they didn't have. They had some some backstage vignettes, a couple like you know, ninety second promos, things like that. But for the most part, this their story of their feud was told in the ring. That's is an important 
art that I think is being lost a little bit. With guys like Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Matt Riddle, um, guys like Seth Rollins, even guys like Roman Reigns. Riddle. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, Riddle. We know <laughs> that these guys and gals can tell masterful stories. Fucking Keith Lee. You know, we know that given the chance, they can shine. But again, I, <laughs> this fucking... This is more packed than a fucking Thanksgiving turkey. Relevant. You're welcome. Um, like oh. this is stuffed jam full, and it's not just to, like it's not just to, it's 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 not just uh, Survivor Series. It's every card this year. They have way too many people, and then we sit there and we go, "Well, what about the people that aren't on this show?" Which Again, not everybody's going to be able to make the show because, again, if you're putting on a three-hour show, you have maybe seven matches, if you're lucky. Unless you're showcasing, like, six-man tags and, you know, 12-man ladder matches the entire show, there's not room for everybody on that card. Honestly, and this is an unpopular opinion, I think they should go back to having brand-specific pay-per-views that run three hours long. And then the big four, Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, have it be like four, four and a half hours long, but have it be a nice combination of your bigger stories on those shows. I enjoyed those days. I, I wouldn't. Like, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed the days of the brand split where they had their own individual pay-per-views. You never saw Raw guys on SmackDown, SmackDown guys on Raw, unless it was one of those co-branded pay-per-views. And even then, there were some, there were some of those pay-per-views where they were co-branded, but the superstars really didn't in intermingle too much. Like you had some SmackDown matches, you had some Raw matches, and that was it. And very rarely did they ever co-mingle as far as talent in the ring between the brands. I like those days, and if you really look back, those days produced some of the all-time greats. You know, like that was the era of this is going to be unpopular when it comes to WWE. That produced the era of Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle was, you know, riding high. Um, you know, you had John Cena, Batista, those guys were, you know, making their marks. Those that, that brand split where things were completely separate, they had separate pay per views, it really allowed some of the mid-card talent on those shows to rise to the top and that's really what we saw at that point i, I kind of wish they would go back to that yep but I, because the not this so the original brand split i agree was great the next to most recent brand split which would have been before last year's uh smackdown debut so we're talking like three or four years ago now. Where they had the wild way. card? No, before even before that. Before that, okay. Where, but but that was that was kind of like the end of the that that particular defined brand split. But they but they started out that way where they each had individual pay per views, and for whatever reason, it's like they couldn't find the talent to pack them. I, I think the problem was is that it was too unbalanced at that point. But now I think the rosters are more equally balanced. You'd have a better shot at it, especially if they're going to insist on, you know, plucking fucking NXT dry every fucking six months. Yep. 
I I I feel like um it's funny because I remember whenever there were brand specific pay-per-views and correct me if I'm wrong and maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly because my memory is like that of a goldfish. Um, but do you think perhaps we're looking back on that time and, and looking back on it very fondly and and Ransom did make an excellent point. It did bring about all those stars that deserve that you know that were worth their weight in gold and are legends in their own right. But you know, I remember at the time people being really not okay with it, and people being like, "This is different." Well, do you think? Do you think that it's because? Um, do you think it's because it was something so different from what they had done before? And people are like, "Why I hate change." Yes, part of because it. Because yeah. if uh, my, one of my favorite series on the network, and I don't know if they've done the part two yet, was the uh, the ruthless, ruthless aggression, aggression one. Uh, yeah, that was very and cool. where where they talked about doing that, where they where they talked about the first brand split, and like the problem with that was that they lost a ton of major stars, The Rock. Austin, um, Angle was banged up here and there. Um, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar left for the NFL. Like, they lost a ton of fucking top talent, and there weren't people there ready to take those reins yet. So, uh, you know, at, at that point, but when you go back and watch those original, like, two, circa 2001, 2002, 2003 brand split pay per views, those some phenomenal action from guys like uh, Elijah Burke, from guys like uh, Kennedy, from guys like Sean O'Hare, guys who wouldn't have had a shot otherwise, I don't think. And um, the last, like I said, the 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 the, the last brand split uh, that kind of ended with the wild card fiasco, it, it it literally felt like they 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 just couldn't find enough talent. To fill a pay-per-view, and, and it's like, but but why though? You know, m- maybe I'm misremembering, but it, it it just felt like it fell flat, and everybody hated it. Here's kind of the problem that I have with this year. This is a callback to what Beef said earlier, you know, about the events going like, yeah, oh, sports entertained, but if you ask, like, what I remember about this year in wrestling in WWE are specific matches. I'm not going to remember events. So like, I'm just using this as an example. We've talked about before how great this match was the cinematic match with the Viking Raiders, the street profits, the ninjas, uh, you know, using the force to grab the Turkey leg. I'll remember that match going forward. Even now, we're still in 2020. We're in the, you know, we're in the end of it. But still, I couldn't tell you what event that took place in. I couldn't even tell you what month that match took place in. So I'm definitely not going to remember this year for the events. Aside, like you said, Beef, aside from the Rumble and Mania. Like, I'll remember those two events. But... Any, anything else, I'll remember specific matches that were great. 
but the events themselves, I won't be able to tell you which event those great matches happened in. I have no idea. Well, and, you know, the, the Rumble's not really fair because that was, like, the last big thing uh, before uh, the onset of the COVID uh, well, really yeah, took yeah. hold. Um, so there's that. But I, I just, but, but you know. now, though, like when you were saying, Beef, before when they did the brand split, you know, they had lost a bunch of talent. They didn't have a whole lot of people. You know, it kind of felt like they were, you know, struggling to fill the card. I, I don't think that's good. I don't think that's even a factor now because like we talked about on this pay-per-view, how many people that are big names that are not on this card. I think this is a prime example of if they did that brand split and had brand specific pay-per-views superstars that were assigned to a brand and that's where they stayed. They didn't intermingle. I feel like you have enough talent now to be able to execute that and make it work and not have to worry about going, oh shit, we don't have enough people to fill this card. Like, what are we going to do? I think you have an overstacked roster now to have everything combined. Whereas if you split it off now, now is the perfect time. You have enough people to split those rosters and, and to still be able to fill all of your pay-per-views with talent. Like prime opportunity. Let's go. Agreed, and, right. and but I mean, you know, I and and I should probably go back and watch some of the stuff from about three, four years ago, whenever they tried to do the Honest to God brand split, because I I feel like the talent was there too, but they just did a poor job of booking angles. They 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 picked the wrong people, you know. Yeah, it wasn't know. it wasn't it wasn't because for lack of talent. It, it, was it was for lack kind of, of creative well. vision. Yes, yes, which That's has not changed, which which no. has not changed. So that no. tells me that even if they did the brand split, like well, they obviously have, but even if they do, <sighs> you know, brand specific pay per views now, we're probably still going to be saddled with the same shitty shit, shitty shit <laughs> that we have now. Like <clears throat> it's it's it's, it's oh. just going to be fucking you know, blue fa blue flavored crap or red flavored crap. Enjoy your fucking snow cone or crap, you know. Well, at least I get my choice of color crap. Can but, we talk? You know, like, what's the alternative, though? The alternative is you have pay-per-views where you have big names that just aren't there. Which is better? Yeah. No, I mean, I, like, I'm, I'm honestly asking. Like, in your opinion, what would you like to see more? <laughs> would you like to see pay-per-views like we have now, where you're missing Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, The Miz, Randy Orton as far as the official card goes or would you rather have you know those uh, brand specific pay-per-views and run the risk of getting blue flavored crap or red flavored crap like I'd if, rather, if, you know if Vince McMahon asked you your opinion what would you give him I'd rather they don't fucking continue to bloat the already bloated main roster and let some people go back to NXT, if, if, if I'm being real. Well, that wasn't um, one of the options. I know, I know. But uh, realistically, I, I I think doing the brand split pay-per-views, the brand specific pay-per-views, is, is a good format because I think you will get diamonds in the rough that way. You will get decent matches and you will get cohesive events and you go, that was a great event. 
versus now, which is kind of a mishmash of, well, maybe we'll get a good event, maybe we'll get crap. Who knows? Pete, what would you rather see? I I like the brand specific thing. Um, I feel like I, that big sigh before you said anything spoke volumes. <laughs> I just it it it's again it it uh, you know to use a different version of what we've said earlier to me right now, and prefacing this this could be just where I'm at in life speaking uh, through you know projecting a bit. It's the choice between. The, the infamous South Park decision of a douche and a turd sandwich. Like, I mean, it. you know, for me, I like, I like the fact that the, the brand specific stuff, because then you can like, just kind of, you know, echoing back the same things <laughs> that were said, the COVID, um, um, it, it, um, things could be more focused. You could give more people more time. Uh, you know, titles would feel bigger. The one thing I do miss is one big, dumb, unified belt. I do miss that because what belt are we supposed to consider? I understand there's the thing. The universal championship is the top belt and the WWE championship is the legacy belt. Like I get that. Like, but it, it, it just kind of muddies the waters that way. So it's one of those things you have to, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So I personally, just for hopeful development of future stars, giving them separate stages to have their spotlight in. And if played right, which seems to be a statement that we keep fucking making, but no one's listening. If they play it right, whenever the people that are in those spotlights collide on a show like Survivor Series, it will feel like this massive, big, dumb deal as a big four show should. So, before I cut you off there and ask that that question, what were you what were you about to say? What were you about to go into? Yeah, so speaking of big, dumb belts, let's talk about this big, dumb belt title change that happened on Raw, um, which was, I think, the first time in five years that the WWE title has changed hands on a Raw. Now, um, S Dubs pointed out a wonderful statistic last night. Like four of the last five years or so, one of the main titles has changed hands on a weekly serial just before Survivor Series. Um, it happened with AJ and I think Daniel Bryan, right? I, I don't remember exactly who AJ beat, um, but it happened with AJ Styles. Uh, it happened with Kofi last year with Brock Lesnar. And then now it's happened um, with Drew McIntyre uh, most recently beating Orton. Why? I I want to hear you guys' take. Why? <laughs> Let's do this. Wrong answers only. Why did Randy Orton have a two-week title reign to interrupt Drew McIntyre's first uh, uh, title reign? Go. Look, I'm going to need another beer for this. Give me a second. I can tell you exactly why. Ready? Yeah. Wrong answers only, right? Yeah. Or wrong answers only, correct? Sure. Randy Orton had a two-week run. He beat Drew McIntyre and then dropped it back to Drew McIntyre on a Raw because WWE knew that we were going to go through another toilet paper shortage. 
like, well, you know what? Toilet paper is going to get scarce. We're going to give these guys a reason to need to wipe their asses. Here it is. <laughs> fucking fantastic. Also, but seriously, though, Beef. Quit doing that. Everybody, quit fucking hoarding toilet paper and fucking going out. Just stop it. Just fucking stop it. Be better. Nah, Go nope, ahead. Uh-uh. You know what? I say keep doing it. And I say everybody needs to pick something that they're going to hoard. So some people are hoarding toilet paper. I'm going to start fucking hoarding rice-a-roni. You are no. not going to see rice-a-roni, the San Francisco damn it treat, you fucking on monster. any shelf in western Pennsylvania. I'm going to fucking buy it all. You Every single monster. flavor, everyone. No rice-a-roni. Ranch, you're just sitting on a fucking iron throne full of rice-a-roni boxes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fill up a fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. above-ground swimming pool with it and Scrooge McDuck that bastard. I'm going to yes. swim through uncooked rice and vermicelli, or however you pronounce that other, you know, long Vermicelli. I'm going to swim through that shit. And when I'm nice and sweaty, having swam my ass through an above-ground swimming pool of uncooked rice... I'm going to open up every single one of those flavor packets and dump it all over myself. I'm going to be the tastiest, sweatiest, angriest, stupidest wrestling fan you have ever met. Cook I love me it. up in a skillet, bitch. I love it. I love it. Poot, what do you think? Do you, you back with your beer yet? He's uh, dead. Gone. He's, He's dead. dead. But no, I have to ask you a serious question, though, B. Go ahead. Honestly, though, all wrong answers aside, why did that need to happen? That seriously was just a hot potatoing of the title. Like, none of that made any sense to me. You had Orton beat McIntyre on a pay-per-view. Two weeks later, he drops it clean on a Raw. There wasn't even any tomfoolery afoot. Shawn Michaels didn't super kick him. Christian wasn't involved. Fucking mankind wasn't there. There was no Ric Flair. Uh, Woo. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why they had to hot potato that title like they did. All right. Who did that help? It helped nobody. What was Ransom's wrong answer? The inquiring uh, answer before I went into this tirade was they WWE did that because they knew that we were going to go through another toilet paper shortage, and they they just wanted to be like, hey. You know what? Toilet paper is going to be scarce. Let's make all these wrestling fans shit themselves, and they'll have nothing to wipe with but their own hand. It's about right. Or um, leaves. It's fall. Uh, Beef, did you give yours? I have not. Okay. Uh, do you want to go, or do you want me to go? Go right ahead. All right. Well, you know what? We've been saying it for months, and finally, someone at WWE has listened to our podcast. They've listened to the fans like when the whole McMahon uh, – H family came out and they talked and they said, we're going to give you what uh, you want. Uh, They finally did, man. You know, I'm really, really happy to see that they're finally giving the opportunity, although short to young, strong, up and coming talent that has great potential one day. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's interesting and it's different. I mean, that Randy Orton guy has the look of a catcher's mitt that was kept in the oven for far too long, which is something you just don't see 
often. He, uh, you know, he looks lackadaisical at occasions and disinterested and thinking about RKOing his wife into a hot tub. Like, that's what I want to see on my programming. And then I want to see him lose the belt and then go the F away for a while, because why not? You're You're, you're both wrong. The reason that Randy Orton had a two-week title run is because they looked back at WrestleMania 34, and they said to 33, I think. Yeah, it was 33. And they said to themselves, man, that, that you know, the, the crazy witch angle with uh, with Bray Wyatt was just the best. And that House of Horrors match was just outstanding between Randy Orton, or, uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. We need to reward Randy Orton for his work during that wonderful angle by giving him a two-week title, two, title reign. Well, it's su- certainly not stupid, stupid, stupid. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but but in all honesty, so the <laughs> the only thing that I can make any sense of on this is that Vince changed his mind. That they are so bad at long-term booking that Vince said, you know what? Let's not do that. I think they got cold feet because I think honestly, and ransom you you mentioned this earlier about, and even in your in your little uh, the, the 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 ransom cast earlier, where you know who who does the the the, the title you know, champion versus champion match benefit nobody. Whereas if Orton was the champion and he eats that pin from Roman Reigns, you you know Orton's a bona fide legend, Hall of Famer. His he's not going to lose any credit from lo- losing the Roman Reigns. So I seriously think that at that point they were like, hey, you know what? Let's put the title belt on Orton and uh, have him lose the Reigns, much the way that they did with the Fiend and Goldberg last year. And then they were like, wait, fuck, Reigns versus McIntyre is a better matchup. Let's do that instead. That's the only thing I could think. Yeah, I, I, honestly, like really, I have. I have no idea what the reasoning could be behind that other than, like you said, they either got cold feet or it was one of those things where it they made the title change and then, you know, a week after that, Vince went, nah, Miles. I don't like that. Like, let's do a do-over. Let's just give it back to, to McIntyre and, you know, we'll pretend that this, that this never happened. And that was the meeting that Triple H wasn't in so he could go, uh, Dad, uh, they're going to remember that... Uh... That uh, he just won the belt about two weeks ago, and he's gonna go. What? Fuck them! No, they won't. <laughs> Fuck them! Yeah, like, I just, just I don't understand it. This we talk about WWE hot potatoing titles, and you know I don't know. I, I feel I I don't owe it to anybody. Let's not get don't get me wrong here. I'm not placating to the fans. A fan mid card maniac. I'm not placating to anybody here, but it, it it always sounds like we shit on WWE and we praise AEW. I think there comes a point where it's like, you know what? There's a reason behind that. It's not just because people were jaded about WWE and we like to bitch about them. There's a reason. Long-term booking makes sense. Long-term booking is engaging and it keeps people's attention. AEW has long-term booking. Look at their champion. Look at the AEW champion. There's been two. WWE hot potatoes titles like it's no one's... Be- they hot potato that title around like it's a live grenade. 
Like, oh shit, I got the championship. Give it to somebody else. Like, oh fuck, it's gonna blow up in my hand. I there's no vision, at least none that I can see. Maybe there is a grander picture that we are so not picking up on. I highly doubt it. But it, it, just, it seems like there's no vision. It's, hey, what do we want to do this week? Okay, two weeks later, hey, what do we want to do this week? Well, and, and, and the thing is, uh, it'd be super great if we were sitting here and it was like, man, how great. How great would it be if there was this big long-term thing and there's just going to be some big twist payout and we all go, oh, damn. You know what I mean? But yeah, but I've got it. But but well, I've got it. Hold on. But more than likely, because all the reports that have come out from backstage of saying it's a hot trash nightmare, you know, how, how do you even come close to believing that beef? You've got it. Tell us I've your epiphany. It. I know exactly the reason why McIntyre won that title back. You want to know? Yes, I want to know. Who's got the money in the bank contract? The Mizzy. Miz. Mm-hmm. A heel. A heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we seeing zero of this Sunday? The Miz. Also, zero title matches. No titles are up for grabs. Oh, no. This is going to be the one. This is I it. believe that Reigns and McIntyre will have a hard-fought match, and I think the Miz will come out and capitalize at the end. Well, shit, damn. Thus, giving a Shame second title us. change in a week uh, oh. is silly. Is absolutely silly. But you're but grinning. You're grinning right now. I am because it's <laughs> God help me. It's <laughs> a fucking smart money. Because McIntyre is a, I think, a far better challenger and a better chase than he is a champion. The money is in the chase. So if you put McIntyre in a position where he has to chase that belt all the way back to WrestleMania, where you could potentially have some fans, or, you know, maybe everything's fucking shut down at that point. We don't fucking know at this point. Yeah. But... You, uh, there. There's a lot of positivity right now that maybe things will be okay, and uh, maybe we'll see some fans at WrestleMania. So you're putting McIntyre in position to start the climb back. Let's say that the Miz wins, and that uh, you know they they don't have. Remember, they don't have automatic rematches anymore. So the Miz can duck McIntyre. And um, I don't know, say like AJ Styles or somebody beats the Miz somewhere in early January or so. And, um, you know, then you're setting the table for McIntyre to have a big Royal Rumble, even winning for a second year in a row, uh, to capture the belt again. I, I so do you think that they're the really title. working a full-blown angle to where they're they did not envision things being shut down for this year's WrestleMania where they were supposed to have Drew McIntyre's big payoff in front of a huge crowd. So now WWE really is thinking ahead and playing the long game saying, okay, we're going to have Miz cash in that money in the bank, take the title off of McIntyre and we're going to hedge our bets and we're going to bank oh, money in the bank. We're going to bank on, on being able to have a crowd at the 2021 mania 
And that's where we're going to have our Drew McIntyre do-over. He's going to win it in front of a crowd. We're going to get the big pop. We're going to get the confetti. It's going to be great. Is that what you're thinking? I'm just saying it's not the worst idea in the world. I, I like All how right. it wasn't yes or no. It was like, uh, I'm just saying it's a good idea. Anyway, the <laughs> no, it, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, though. They'll they'll get their year long awaited redo. I fucking hate them. If 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 they do it, which wow. now 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 would be the time. Now would be the time to do it because Miz will never have a better opportunity than he does this Sunday. I I fucking hate them swapping the title twice in one week. Like that just is the drizzlingest of shits. Wait, so wait, the McIntyre. The McIntyre Reigns match. Is that title no, for title? Am I confused? No. No. What Beaver's saying, saying is, is it's going to be a hard fought match. Oh, I'm done. McIntyre's going to lose. He's going to be exhausted. He's going to be beat down by Reigns. And that's when Miz cashes in. And we have yet another title change in the same week. Which, coming from the company that had pay per views at back to back Sundays, it really wouldn't. Surprise me. Just really wouldn't. I, you know, it 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 just came to me. Uh, I, and again, I I hate the vehicle by which they're doing it, but means to an end. If it works out the way they want it to, plus, and and I'll 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 shoehorn this in this discussion. It was announced today that the Thunderdome is moving to the Tropicana Field, Thunderdome. which is. A bigger venue than the um, Amway Center. When does that take place? When does that happen? uh, December the 11th. Okay. So I believe that they are probably going to start trying to get some fans. Uh, I think that's I I, I think they see what and, and despite our fucking spike right now, you know, being fucking worse than it was in March. Uh. Uh, you know, honestly, I think that companies like AEW, WWE, the NFL, NCAA, they're preying on people getting bored with trying to do the right thing. And they're like, fuck it. I'm not going to waste any more of my life. We'll see what happens. Let, let, let's roll them dice. So uh, Florida is a particular, like we've discussed before, Florida is a particular Cracked kind of no man's nightmare. Land. You're right. <laughs> it's a particular no man's land in this because they're like, hey, do what you want figure it out whatever and um i think that wwe is ultimately going to try to put people in the uh, the tropicana field sooner rather than later because it's a bigger area where they can social distance people uh along is that, with an, the is that an open air arena no it's a it's a baseball stadium i think it has a retractable roof i'm not 100 percent sure about about that okay but it's a it's it, it's a baseball stadium i think that they had uh, a royal rumble there Maybe two years ago. No, that was the astronaut. I don't know. But um, regardless, I think that they are trying to um, move into that realm where they're going to get some live people in for the shows. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think that, 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 that something like this would, would uh, start that process uh, well, I think. That's a, that's a pretty good point. I don't think you're wrong. I appreciate it. I don't think you're wrong. Um, uh, I know Poot uh, is going to want to wrap this show up soon. 
Um, so I'm going to defer to him on this. Putin, do we have time for a Stump the Champs? Oh, we always have time for a Stump the Champs. Ooh. From what the maniac has said in conversing with us, it seems like this one is going to be a softball in his opinion. Okay. So we're either going to get it right away or this is going to be the one that, that kills us. This is going to be the one. Yep. Yep. That, that's the, the, as, as soon as he said that in the Discord that this is going to be a softball, I'm like, well, this is going to be one that trips us up. All righty then. We're going to go back to chumps. <laughs> uh, how you got Tuesday in Texas last time is beyond me. Anyway, today's <laughs> question is, who were the 14 men? What? Uh, who were the, oh I got I I got most of this. Who were the fourteen men that participated in the WrestleMania four tournament for the vacant WWF championship? Uh, WrestleMania wow. which one four? WrestleMania four, yes sir. Trump Plaza. Oh. Um, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna start writing some stuff down. Uh, well, I I literally ran a video from Silver Screen about six times. Sorry, go ahead. That's probably one of the least watched manias for me, but I have watched it a handful of times. Um, I know, I know that um, DiBiase was in there. I know that, mm-hmm. and I know Steamboat was there. Yep. Um, was. Was Bigelow there by that point? I don't think so. So I, here's how I, here's here's who I got immediately, because like I said, I I I rented this tape. It was it was one of those big fucking double VHS cassettes like Titanic was, and I rented this from Silver Screen like ninety five times. So I love the tournament. Um, I have several. I have Hulk and Andre. I know for sure. Okay. Because the title was held up because of the the, the, the shiftiness that happened with the title with them too. Uh, and they actually battled to a draw, which gave DiBiase a buy. Oh, no, it may have been One Man Gang. Anyway, uh, so those two I know for sure. One, one Man, man gang. gang. Oh, wow. One Man Gang for sure was in there. Macho Man won the tournament, so he for sure was in there. DiBiase was in there. Steamboat was in there because they were um, sort of kind of like – the Macho Man and, uh, and Macho Man and Steamboat were like a bracket apart, so it was like setting up for a second round match between those two to re- to to recreate WrestleMania three, but it never transpired because I think Steamboat lost in the first round. So I got one, two, three, four, five, six, six off the bat. Um, all right. So what are your six? So all right. So this is WrestleMania four. WrestleMania 4. So, Again, Hulk, I, I would Andre, have to imagine. Oh, go One ahead. Man Gang, Macho Man, DiBiase, Steamboat. I know for a fucking fact. So I would have to imagine at this point in time, just being the time frame, Jim Duggan probably would have been involved, or at least mm, on this pay per view. No, I don't think he was. I'll, I'll put him in the maybe, but I, but I, he, I, he, 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 he he doesn't occur to me. I, yeah, but uh, this was like prime time Duggan. Yeah. Uh, primetime Duggan was a couple years later. Well, the okay. The, all right, you're not. But he wrong. at least would have still been in the upper mid cards, and probably would have been involved in this tournament, though, right? I don't wait, think he was. Wait, 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 I'm, wait. I'm, I'm, wasn't that wasn't there? Valentine was in the tournament for sure too. What? Yeah, Greg the Valentine? hammer was. Write okay. him down. So Valentine 
wasn't this the one, the reason why One Man Gang made a noise in that? You mentioned One Man Gang, and I started putting it together. Wasn't that the thing that he had a buy because there was a tie? Yeah, that's it was it was the Hogan Andre match. So uh, Savage, I don't remember Savage's first round opponent. Savage beat DiBiase in the finals, and in the semifinals, uh, Savage beat One Man Gang, who was coming off of a bye. Are, are you run, sure one man the gang Andre? Face, though? Are you sure the bye was given because of Andre 100%. Hogan? I would I would bet everything I own that 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 the buy uh wait there mm, no there 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 were two buys there were two buys because um normally the, it would be oh, a 16 man tournament the, right yeah the, but the uh, other hold on hold on let me talk I know this for yeah, yeah. fucking fact normally this would be a 16 man tournament they Hogan and Andre both had a buy past the first round because they were the two that were involved in the um. In, in the title match that held up the title. So the theory was that the winner of that match would go immediately to the semifinals, and then obviously the winner of the, that semifinal match would then go to the finals. So they, so Hogan and Andre both got a bye to begin with, and then a second bye was given to the one-man gang. I think it was one-man gang. It may have been DiBiase. Was it? Because no, Savage it... beat... Savage beat one man gang. Of, of of that, I'm certain. What the? I'm. Use your words. I'm trying to think how to like. I'm remembering uh, uh, Jake Roberts. Yeah, Jake was in it. Jake. Yep. Jake was in there. Was the model? No, that would that, that would have been too early for model. It's it probably, was Rick Rude. It was Rick Rude. It was Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Not yep. Rick Martel. Yeah. It was Rick Rude. Yep. Yep, they were both. Wait, because there was on top of the tournament happening at the show, like all happening at the same show. There was also an Intercontinental Title match and also a tag team title match. Was Rude versus Roberts the Intercontinental Title match? No, I, I no. Okay. No, they were both in this tournament. Okay. All um, right. So what do we have so far? Who the fuck? Yeah. So, so for certain, we have Andre, Hulk, One Man Gang, Macho DiBiase, Steamboat, Valentine. I'm fairly certain you're right about Robert and Rick Rude. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That would leave six spots left. Uh, Hulk Tonk Man was in the Inter Intercontinental title match, so I don't think he was in the tournament. Bam Bam Bigelow was in it. In the tournament? Yeah. Yeah, Bam Bam was in it. I'm pretty sure that Bam Bam and uh, what's his face? One Man Gang. Yes, they had a match together because it was two big yeah, dudes. Yeah, it was two. It was two big boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about? Oh, um, I will. I will defer because I don't remember that. And so Bam Bam, like Bam Bam, had a stint. Was Bam Bam in ECW? I think Bam Bam was in ECW, right? This was and after came to the, the Fed. That after was that. well after that. That was though. after the Fed. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Okay. How much of um the what what was the Vice uh, show? Um, the what? Oh, Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. Didn't they talk about a guy 
there, there was the episode about the the mysterious death of whoever. Didn't they talk about trying to bring him in oh, to the Fed um, around this uh, time? Uh, Campatera. Yeah. What was what? What did he go by? Campatera. Was it Campatera? No, but but the. Uh, Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. I'm fairly certain was in this. Okay. Because he was, um, I forget what they were calling him, like Be- King Dino Bravo or something. Re- yeah, and I remember that because they were like they brought him in because he was a rock star in Canada. Yep, that's yeah. him. And and they yep. brought him in and he just fell flat. So I think Dino Bravo may have been Macho Man's first round opponent. Much so. Going backwards, Macho Man beat DiBiase in the finals. He beat One Man Gang in the semis. I don't know his other two matches. Well, all right. So early on, who? This is this is big brain time. This is not smooth brain time. Like fucking maniac. This will be a softball. You knew it wasn't going to be a softball. Um. I, so, it pisses me off because I can't who, tell you how many fucking times I watched this fucking tournament. Who did? Okay, who did? We we said Dino Bravo. Yes. Who did Dino Bravo face? I think he may have been Macho Man's first round victory. I think I'm not 100, percent but I think. I. Uh. I don't think Beefcake was in this. Beefcake may have been Honky Tonk's Intercontinental Title opponent. So, so what we are we have right one, now? Two, three. Okay, run it. Run, so, the, run the names yeah. again. Hulk, and- Andre, Gang, Macho, DiBiase, Steamboat, Valentine, Roberts, Rude, Bam Bam, Bravo. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So we're at eleven. Five. Three. We have we have three more slots. Uh. Now, didn't you say there? How many people were supposed to be? 14. Wait, 14? 14 people in this tournament. There and, and there were 14 people. Okay. We're for... Le, okay. Let's, what about Boss Man? Who is no, clicking not through something? Man. Is somebody Sorry. cheating? Yeah, it's me. No, it, it's me on my, my pen. Oh, okay. Beef's pen Beef's clicking over there. Fidgeting. What about Boss Man? I... I get the feeling that Boss Man could have been here. I, d- I think that was too early for Boss Man. No, this was Twin Towers time. Like, this would have been before the Twin Towers because uh, One Man Gang was uh, Akeem. The African Dream. I, I, I don't remember Boss Man. Okay. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything, though. Because I, I didn't remember a lot of these guys that you were talking about. So we're still light God, three I people. Wish- God, I need to just go back and watch older shit because it's so foggy in my head. You know, I tried to watch this one a couple years ago, and it did not hold up well. Uh, yeah, but I, still, I'm, it's. Fun. I know he's in the maybe category, but I'm almost fairly certain that that Jim Duggan was in this. Okay, I really feel like yeah, he was. Okay, I'll give that to you because I think you're right because I think he ran into DiBiase at one point. And he was like favored to win DiBiase, and and he beat him somehow. Oh, I think I think Andre helped DiBiase beat uh, Duggan. Probably. Okay. So that's twelve. Who? So we need two more. 
Right. You're okay. You're saying Dino Bravo and Randy Savage went first round. I think so. All right. And we got Jake Roberts, right? Yeah. There's, I think Rick Rude or Valentine may have been Macho's second round. I'm not 100% on that, though. I I feel like we're 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 screwing something up here. Like they're like lineup wise. I'm trying to think who was up against Steamboat because I remember that was Stav's the 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 one like quarter of the bracket was Savage and somebody Steamboat, Steamboat got, and somebody Steamboat got beat by Valentine. Okay. He then, got beat by Valentine because Macho I remember beat Valentine in the second round. You're right. I yep. remember watching that, and, and it was the following year because the previous year wasn't WrestleMania three. That was Randy Savage. Yeah, that was Randy Savage yeah, Valentine. That's what I'm saying. They're trying to recreate that match, but somebody somebody beat Steamboat on the way. So yeah, that 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 reinforces my thought that Savage and and Valentine locked up. So yes. Okay, who did Savage? I know you're saying Dino Bravo, but I don't that's feel like that's right. I don't feel like that's right. I feel like Dino Bravo faced someone else. Dino Bravo. But there's three buys? No. No, that would have been too many. Because I feel like Jake and Rude fought to a buy. Maybe not. Okay. Let's Don Morocco. What? Yep. Don Morocco, Don Morocco. Uh, for sure. Don Morocco and uh, Dino Bravo faced off, and I think Dino Bravo beat Don Morocco. Yeah. Okay, so yep. we have one more. We need Randy Savage's opponent. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. We need Randy Savage's opponent. Because we, we said Randy Savage, he went on to win the whole damn thing. Yep. Yes, he did. Yep. Okay. He beat, he, he, he beat Valentine in the second round, one man gang in the third after gang got So who was his first round they... opponent then? That's what I'm saying. I don't Okay. Fuck. Um Listen, I feel really fucking good about this list, by the way. Yeah. So yeah. here's so here's how so here's how I'm seeing it play out. Savage was on the opposite side of the bracket from Hogan and Andre. So when Hogan and Andre went to a draw DiBiase got that by. I know that for certain. I think there was a second draw, and I think it was Roberts and Rude, and I think One Man Gang may have gotten that by to face Savage in the semis. All right. I that think. could have happened. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Again, let's let's focus in here. So who was Savage's first who opponent? Was, Damn who, it. Was, who was Savage's first win? So who would have been around at that time then that we haven't talked about? It's not Bret Hart. No. Um, this would have been before he would have been in the title hunt. No, it wasn't. Uh, I don't. Was it? Was it Warlord? No, I no. don't think it was Warlord. Virgil? No. No, he was with. Wasn't he with Dibiase at the time? Yeah, yeah but okay. he wasn't active in the tournament. It wasn't um 
It wasn't JYD, was it? Oh, I have no idea. See, he was coming to mind for me, but I don't. He feel definitely like... wouldn't have beat. Uh, he definitely wouldn't have fought Macho. No, at that point, I don't think JY. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is like I don't I'm think feeling they would have done less that to JYD because now I'm trying too. to. Now I'm trying to put together the other side of the tournament where D, how DBRC got to the finals. Don't, don't do that. Stay focused. Okay. Because okay. you're gonna you're gonna overthink and you're gonna you're. I'm trying to keep you out of the weeds. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, let's think of people. Um, I'm gonna be thinking, but I'm gonna be peeing. Let's. So I'm gonna mute. What are some names from them? Uh, Volkov. Nobody wants to hear that. No. Nope. No. Kozlov. Oh, wait, no, that's not right. Um. Well, it's Shiki, baby, that's for sure. Um, Fucking bullshit. Um, oh, hell, who was it? It wasn't It wasn't Jacques Rougeau. No. It wasn't the Mountie. It was still too early for the Mountie. <gasps> oh, oh, I think I got it. I think I got who? it. I think I got it. Yes? Butch Reed. Who? Butch Reed. Because right. it was it was Savage getting the getting the quick win early on. I I don't even know who Butchery is. Like my heart is like pumping right now. Okay. It just pop, it just popped into my head. All right. I, so no, then we would I'm, have... no, I'm just saying it's a name that just okay. popped into my head. Like that's just okay. keep that in mind. Because there's people like uh, Bad News Brown. No, I don't think it was bad news. Um, it's too early for Warrior. Honky Tonk was in Honky, the Intercontinental yeah. Title match, and we said it wasn't Hart. It wasn't Neidhart. No, no, no. It wasn't either of the Natural Disasters. It was before IRS. All right, sorry, I was uh, I was peeing, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't chime in there, but. Um, when Poot said Butch Reed, um, I peed on my shoe a little bit because I was like, "Gets it!" So I went a little <laughs> wild on my, I went a w- little wild on the stream there. The str- you know, don't cross the streams. <laughs> but that's it. It's Butch Reed. All right. So, all right. What do we got? Back. Yeah, we count got them Hulk, off. Hulk, Hulk, Andre, Gang, Macho Man, DiBiase, Steamboat, Valentine, Roberts, Rude, Bam Bam, Dino Bravo, uh, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Morocco, and Butch Reed. That's fourteen. That's fourteen. Do you want to? Do you want to lock now, this in? How do we consider if we win or lose? Like how? 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 He, is, is this like all or nothing? Like if we don't get yeah. all fourteen, yep. we lose. Okay. Yep, it's all or nothing. Okay. Because this is a pretty damn good list, though, that I think we put together. If it was so good about if, it. If anything, I can only see us being wrong on maybe one. Right. All right. So, are, are we locking it in? Let's do it. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty confident in this, though. Okay. I don't Hogan, know. Check. Andre. Check. DiBiase. Check. Savage. Check. Duggan. Check. Dino. Uh, Don Morocco. Check. Don. <gasps> uh, Dino Bravo. Check. Oh. Valentine. Check. Steamboat. Check. Butch Reed. Check. <laughs> Bam Bam, check. Roberts, check. Rude, check. Ladies and gentlemen, as the wonderful Bianca Belair likes to say, we are undefeated. Fuck you, maniac. Yeah. 
Oh. When you, yeah, when you when you read off, Ooh. because the two that I had in question were, even though it was my pick, Doggin, because Beef had me doubting myself a little bit there, and I, I thought it was going to be Butch Reed, but the that first, was the other one that I was questioning. So when you read those two off, it's like, all right, we got it. The I first, had, I had most of this. You motherfuckers like knew the ones that I didn't know, and that's why we are a wonderful team because we hold each other up, motherfuckers. Yo, I'm dude. I'm fucking this shit. I love the questions maniac comes up with because they make me feel that like, seriously, like sitting here and having to work on this and get this, this stuff out and like, think back to this stuff that I haven't watched in an age and a half makes me remember how much I loved wrestling. Listen, this is, this is fucking scary. I'm going to run through this because we got most of the shit, right? DiBiase beat Duggan. Somebody said that. Morocco and Dino Bravo. I says I said that. Uh, Valentine was the one that beat Steamboat. So Poot, you said that. Uh, Savage beat Butch Reed. Poot, you said that. Uh, Ransom said one man gang and Bam Bam. Uh, I call Robertson Rude versus in a, in a time limit draw. That happened. Uh, Hogan and Andre double disqualification. That happened. Uh, the one that we didn't really put together was DiBiase versus Morocco. Uh, and then obviously Savage versus Valentine, uh, and then uh, yeah, the Intercontinental Title match was Beefcake and Honky Tonk. Uh, Savage Bonus versus point. One Man Gang. Um, yeah, so One Man Gang did get a buy there, and then um, yeah, uh, Savage versus uh, Teddy Biasi. And God, uh, in the and in the uh, tag team title match was uh, the people that I just said, the Strike Force versus Demolition. Oh, Good nice. Lord. Yeah. See, here's so. the thing about these questions, though. If these questions were posed to us individually, we wouldn't have got. We like we wouldn't not have even them. close. Oh, no chance. So I... many of these stump the champs quest champs uh, from the maniac. If if it was if it, if any of these questions would have been a hot tag trivia question, we wouldn't have gotten them. No. Because not one of us knew the complete answer to many of these past. <laughs> Stump the champs questions like we've had to really yep think and, and bounce stuff off each other to put it together like I we was, wouldn't have been able to come up with it on our own dude, fucking butch reed man i remember like duggan I, I i was really doubting duggan and and as soon as, as soon as you said about bam bam and one man i'm like okay i remember that but fucking butch reed i never that, in my wildest imagination i would have called butch reed the reason why is because i remember you telling me beef to watch WrestleMania four. It was many. It was it was not many, but a couple years ago when I was down there for a Mania weekend, and I was talking, and you were telling me about like classic Manias, and I was sitting there going, I don't, wait, 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 wait. you know, like I didn't want to no. watch them. And you said, no, dude, you need to watch WrestleMania like three, WrestleMania four, and WrestleMania three. You said, if not for nothing else other than Steamboat. Uh, 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 Savage. Savage, and then you said you need to watch WrestleMania four because of that tournament. And I remember, I couldn't remember at first when we started this all off. There was someone who faced Jobber McJobberson, and I couldn't remember until we started going through stuff. And I'm like, and you you started putting matches together, and I went, oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. And I'm like, okay, well. You know, Savage had to have been the one that faced Jobber McJobberson. What was his name? 
And I'm sitting here and I'm just going thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And it just hit me. Yeah. When Poot said the name, I remember, here's the thing about that guy. I remember the name from this tournament, but if you would, if you show me a picture of Butch Reed and go, who's this guy? I'd have no idea. I have no idea what he looks like. Not I remember only, the name, but I don't remember the face. Not only did we kick so much ass with the names, I'm fairly certain that if we had more time, we could have put together the fucking brackets and figured Let, it out that way. Listen, see, you need to not say shit like that because now Maniac's going to come back <laughs> Maniac, even harder. He's don't gonna listen be to this, Maniac. Don't. Everybody, everybody started the fucking Deadly Games tournament because that's next. Ma oh, Ma fuck. Maniac. That, I got and that then Brawl for All. Oh, Brawl for All. <laughs> Goddamn Brawl for All. Um, I... um. I love the dark side of the ring on Brawl for All, by the way. If you haven't watched that, that's our recommendation for this week. Fuck you guys. That's our recommendation. That was a, that was a really oh, good episode of Dark Side of the Ring with the Brawl so... for All episode. That was a really good one. Because I I'm remember... going to go back and watch that one again tonight because that was phenomenal. Because I remember watching that and being like, and being like, when I was a kid watching Brawl for All, I personally, when I was a dumb kid, loved Brawl for All. I thought it was a cool idea. Because yes. I was just getting into boxing, so like mm -hmm. it was a neat thing, and I'm like, oh, it's mixing this new thing I like, plus it's the the planned thing of wrestling. Not a goddamn thing was planned, and like, and people got hurt, and like shit was dangerous. Oh, it's so yep. good. Go go watch the Vice series, Dark Side of the Ring, and watch the episode on the Brawl for All. Also, watch the one on, um, um. Uh, uh, Don, uh, not Don Morocco. Um, Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Watch that one too. It's really good. Yeah. Um, like you said, Poot, when I went back, like if I think back to the time of the Brawl for All, I, I'm like you. I thought, like, oh, this is a super neat idea. I'm super interested. And when I look back on it, I remember thinking, this is really fun, really entertaining. Like, I really liked it. But after knowing what we know about wrestling now, oh, and the inner workings of it. And then, you know, especially watching that dark side of the ring thing, that was the worst idea probably in wrestling history. It was one of I the mean, few it was, times. It was off, you know, well, you know, take away Owen Hart, you know, repelling oh, from the ceiling. Oh. That was a pretty stupid idea itself. I, um, but yeah, like it was awful. What a terrible idea. Knowing what we know now about the business and how wrestling works. Oh ugh. God, it was so dangerous. Cause it was sending, it was sending testosterone-fueled guys out there saying, hey, prove who's tougher. Yep. Yeah, and not only that, but they like they didn't they legit pay guys? Like, if you won, you got money. Oh, yeah. Bigger purses, yep. So they had extra incentive not only to prove that they were the manliest men in the locker room, but they were getting paid if they won. So they were legitimately going out there trying to punch out their opponents, guys who they're supposed to be wrestling with and protecting each other in the ring now they're going out there trying to batter each other down and it became a thing in the back of the locker room like it was like oh you're gonna get knocked out by so-and-so oh yeah yeah not only did they hurt each other in the ring fighting each other for you know guts glory and money but then they had bragging rights in the locker room people fueling each other up getting angry at each other getting pissed at each other going like oh i'm gonna knock you out like oh bullshit i'll go out there and kick your ass and then oh my favorite part was whenever bart gun won the brawl for all because he wasn't supposed to win the brawl for all they decided to bury him by having him to face legit tough guy butterbean who wasn't the greatest boxer 
But obviously, if you put a guy, as we've learned with CM Punk, if you put a guy that has experience in one arena against another one who has very little, it's it's always going to turn out in the favor of the guy that has the experience. And you know what the thing is? Like, hearing Bart Gunn's take on it, Motherfucker actually, like, worked to, like, be ready for Butterbean. Yeah, and that's the thing about Bart Gunn, too, though. If you look back at at the era of the smoking guns... He was good in the ring. Mm-hmm. He was they a good were. wrestler. And yeah. this stupid brawl for all ruined it. Tanked his the rest of his career. It's tanked one of the- it. He really could have been. Who knows? Like, who knows how high he could have risen in the ranks of professional wrestling if he would have just stuck to wrestling and not have, you know, gotten freaking squashed and buried and, and beat to shreds by stupid ass butterbean. Don't, and, don't listen to this, Butterbean. Please don't come and get me. It's one of the... <laughs> get him, boys. It's one don't of the, get me, boys. It's one of the few times that I agree with Jim Cornette. Like, because yes. Jim Cornette was like, you you had, like, money in this guy. In yeah. Bart Gunn. Like, in the, yep. even in the short term. No offense to Bart Gunn. Please don't come get me, Bart Gunn. The, um, get him, boys. Um, <laughs> but, like... You had money in in and he was a valid talent. You yeah, could have pushed on. him if they would have left well enough alone and just had Bart Gunn win the tournament and then just let it be done. He, he you know, he had legit cred at that point. If the Butterbean thing never would have happened, Bart Gunn probably could have gone somewhere. I have a legit sort of kind of news piece that I is is worth, and I and I know put you want to run, but. So I just read uh, on WrestleZone, uh, which, you know, is is a decent site for things, uh, that you can get a cameo video with The Undertaker for $1,000. Now, I don't care about the price. I don't care about The Undertaker. But, you know, isn't this why Selena Vega got fired? Was because she started her, her and, and OnlyFans and, like, wouldn't play ball? And all of a sudden, fucking Mark Calloway? I don't know, man. That that rubs me the wrong fucking Look, way. Here, here's there the... are... Different stipulations for different people. I don't want to beat a dead horse. And I don't want to go into a tirade here because I understand Poot wants to get to Chipotle and have himself a burrito time. But seriously, though, look at it. Some people get popped for the wellness policy three times. Done. Goodbye. How many times have we talked about Randy Orton getting popped for the wellness policy and he just was the WWE champion for the stupid teenth time? And I was actually There's just different in, standards. I was actually just informed that Cameo uh, seems like it has like the money goes to like good like charities and things. So that may be a well, it can. You know. Oh, it can. It can. Like you can. It can. Yeah, you like if you know you can have it just be another source of income. That was actually a thing for a lot of uh, celebrities and talent. You know what I mean? Um, but different stipulations for different people, man. Selena yeah. Vega is no Undertaker, so well, the Undertaker can do it because he's the Undertaker. Is Vince going to fire him? Fuck no. no. Also, I want to preface something just in case anyone's hearing about this now. Uh, Selena Vega's OnlyFans, uh, uh, of course, OnlyFans rise uh, rose to prominence because of uh, sex work, uh, basically. But OnlyFans. Oh, no. OnlyFans uh, is also a platform for people to 
do uh, crafts and trades and hobbies and stuff like that. And Selena Vega's OnlyFans, uh, because if she was doing something like what people think of OnlyFans for, pretty sure Tommy End would just kick you in the brain and make you die. Um, yep. Hers was for a cosplay channel where she would do cosplay. Like, and yep. show off her, her cosplay she did. And she's really, really good at cosplay. <laughs> she's super good at it. Um, yeah, so but, it wasn't, like, she didn't get fired because Zelina Vega was doing OnlyFans porn. No. Right. Like, like that's, that's not a thing. Yeah, and that's the thing is a lot of YouTube uh, thumbnails and uh, uh, news articles will be salacious with it and put a picture of her dressed as, like, diva with an OnlyFans thing under it and people immediately go, oh, what was Zelina Vega up to? And it's like showing off the fact that she dressed up like Diva. That's why. Like, you know, and and so that's the thing. I think she saw the writing on the wall and frankly, I wouldn't mind one of two things. Either seeing, and I refuse to call him Alistair Black now because of his terrible theme music. I'm going to call him by his indie name, which is, in my opinion, is way better. The anti-hero Tommy End. Tommy End, I would like to see him go back to NXT or I would like to see him go to NJPW or uh, AEW or even to an extent, I wouldn't mind seeing him in uh, Impact or Row. Like That's a, a great statement there, Poot. It really is. FYI, he, uh, he tried to go to NXT and uh, they, they 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 denied it. I don't know if that was Bullshit. prior to, to to Zelina getting fired or after. Uh, but I know I know that there was like a, that her getting fired was a part of that. And Yo, uh, yeah, it was it, it was denied. I wow. I will say because I, let's keep our talent miserable for as long as we possibly can. I'll tell you what. They uh, yet again another talent that WWE had all the money in the universe in. I'm never going to forget his debut appearance on NXT when he came out and the match was four seconds because he hit the uh, black mass kick. Cash on, on cat. Yeah, it was on cat. Yep. It was, it was bam, one, two, three done. And, and I was like, this guy has it. Mm -hmm. I bought, mm -hmm. I bought an Alistair black t-shirt immediately. I'm talking mm -hmm. immediately. And I, I was all in on this Alistair Black thing. And they seemed to be 100% behind him. He came up. They made him a rock star. And then they just buried the fuck out of him. And they're making mm -hmm. him miserable. And that's the other thing. You want to make someone absolutely want to leave a company, attack his wife. Like, because, you know, I think that if you watch, actually, it's funny, on the network, uh, because they own the progress stuff. WWE yep. progress is under the umbrella. No, go, no progress evolve. Evolve. Sorry. Yes. Evolve. If you go and watch um, and you actually hear his commentary in between Alistair black or sorry, Tommy end gives his commentary on the match. You're about to watch from evolve when he was with, when he was doing his solo stuff as the anti-hero Tommy End, and then when he was doing the tag stuff, I can't remember the name of his tag partner, but their tag name was the best tag team name ever. The Sumerian Death Squad. Good Lord. Just, it. they had huh? all the money in the universe with him, and they fucked it up. 
And I would love, I think, honestly, of any of those options that I threw out there, I'd love to see him go to New Japan. I think that Tommy End would be a rock star in New Japan. Fucking Tommy End versus Tomohiro Ishii. <sighs> Tommy End versus uh, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, even even a clash Tommy of styles versus match with, evil. Yeah, even a clash of styles match with Tommy End and Zack Sabre Jr. I think would be absolute just just tits. Well, and all right. Because, so listen. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Pooh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's because Tommy End can work a match with a Zack Sabre Jr. and make it work. Like yep. it, it would be perfect, and mm-hmm. it would make him a super hot commodity. So. Somehow, if this reaches Alistair Black's ears, please <laughs> leave there and go be Tommy End and be awesome. All right. So listen, I one last very fast thing before burrito time. This is going to be a hot take. So you can keep it as short as you want. I have two questions to pose. It's a two-parter. Here we go. Zelina Vega. Does she, A, does she continue in wrestling? Or does she go and do some other things? Does she pursue something else? B, if she continues in wrestling, where do you see her ending up? Beef. Yes, she continues in wrestling. Uh, I believe that she will probably end up in AEW. Poot! Uh, Yes, and also uh, AEW or Impact. She was an impact before, FYI. I well, I mean, you not know, they're not thought, floundering. Honestly. I mean, they're not no. doing super great, but they're putting out a halfway decent product, which is high praise from Caesar for impact. So, mm-hmm. like, um, uh, yeah, I I think I would see her. Honestly, I would see her go to AEW because I think her talents were wasted in WWE. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I concur with both of you. I imagine she stays in wrestling, and likewise, hot AEW seems like the best bet. Uh, really fast fact count, fast count news, and it's a couple, it's probably two weeks old at this point. Did you hear about uh, old Machine Gun? Yeah. Yeah, no, what that's happened? sad. Uh, B, fill him in really quick before we burrito time. Um, apparently, I'm going to Machine Gun Kelly Jesus. Uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Uh, with his uh, wonderfully hot Asian wife, was apparently uh, found out that he had been cheating on his hot Asian wife, and uh, therefore a hot Asian ex-wife, soon to be. Uh, oh, I did hear he, about uh, that. I'm sorry. Yeah, she she apparently like outed him on Twitter and or Instagram or something with like a picture of like her like drawing marker on it, basically like cheater or slut on there or something. I don't remember. I, it was really cheater. Good, yeah, asshole. I wasn't putting the whole machine gun and Carl Anderson together. Uh, but yeah, I remember you guys posting that in the group chat about, and she, she made it very public. And it, yep, it. First of all, it broke my heart because the way she worded things made it sound like she didn't want to be a mom, uh, and that broke my heart really hard. And second of all, um, machine uh, Carl Anderson, like, come on, man, like, come on, like, who does want to raise a nice little Asian family? So that is a bummer to hear that she doesn't want kids. No, and that's and that's the thing that that really bummed me out. Was like I was like, "Come on, Carl." Like and the thing is she called out like his alcoholism and stuff like that. Like 
it Ugh. basically was like a it was like a dump. Yeah, she put them on blast real, real Which, good. Which, you know, again, is what we've been hearing about the wrestling industry for the last fucking 30 years. They're a bunch of fucking druggies, alcoholics, and a bunch of fucking sluts. Um, you know, and, and like I said, we've we've touched on it before, that a lot of the most recent generation has grown above that to where they have different interests, like Twitch, which, oh, by the way, WWE is saying, hey, you can't do that anymore. So, yeah, great. Take away the one fucking out that they have and drive them back to drugs. Good job, WWE. Yeah, good well, call. Well, they want them to get involved in something like OnlyFans or Twitch, things like that, where they that's they can put their extracurricular time into producing something productive as opposed to, well, I can't get on Twitch, I can't do OnlyFans, like I can't do any of this, so I'm going to go out to the bar with, you know, with the boys. I'm going to go out to the bar with the girls, and I'm going to get shit-faced. And I'm going to start some drugs and, I'm, you know, my physical health, my mental health, it's all just going to rapidly decline. Yep. Like, that's what you want. That's what you want them to do instead. Instead of producing something, you know, and, and being productive. Hey, don't do that. Put on a show. Go out. Go to the bar. Get sloshed. Go to the gym. Go back to the show. Lather, I mean, rinse, repeat. I get it because, way, right? you know, WWE is a burgeoning product and they need all the money that they can possibly get. So I understand them needing only. to make sure to monetary to, to monetize their, <laughs> their staff, make sure they're squeezing every last drop and dime out of them. Yeah, <laughs> right, you're right. All right. Well, guys, we do need to burrito time. So if you don't mind, thank you, folks. And I'm talking to you, maniac for uh listening to the p3 podcast this <laughs> week and uh we'll see who comes out on top with the chooserweight champion uh Beef. championship after this survivor series weekend and uh we want to make sure to thank our sponsors mr casual gaming dad himself tiger uppercut bomb tom and Me. his channel oh. uh uh casual gaming dad 84 on youtube and twitch also casual gaming dad on facebook which is his main platform uh you can also join casual gaming dad's corner lots of cool updates lots of other cool streamers on there but make sure you go like and follow casual gaming dad give him some love as well give him some support uh he does a lot of fun things on tuesdays we usually play among us um, he plays among us. We usually join him for that. Um, also make sure, uh, to thank, we're making sure to thank, uh, Mr. Sean Tischler and his work for, uh, IWC, um, uh, in central Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania on the whole, really at this point, uh, we're really excited to have indie shows get kicking really, truly back into full swing here. If we can get this whole COVID-19 thing in order also, and this is just for me. This is little. This is for Daddy. Uh, I want to plug uh, my um, uh, other podcast that I do for uh, you guitar gear nerds out there. I do a podcast called the Tone Bros Podcast with myself and my friend Matt, who is also a big wrestling fan. Which maybe uh, if he has a question and can stump us, maybe he could be on the show as well. Because it's certainly it's certainly never ever going to be the maniac. Um, oh, the uh, I love you, maniac. Um, oh. But uh, but thank you uh, very much for tuning in. Like I said, like our uh, YouTube channel. Go and give us a like on Facebook and, and uh, hey, check us out. On- if you want a cool, if you want a cool nickname like the Midcard Maniac, we'll give you a cool nickname like the Midcard Maniac. But you got to submit some fucking questions first and prove that you're worth our fucking time. And make sure. Hey, to what's su- the email address? One of you two. That would be. It is Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast at gmail dot com. Because Lord knows, I never promote that in any video that I ever make because I can never remember it. 
pittsburghpiledriverpodcast at gmail.com. Email those questions in, folks. Uh, And uh, I want to thank also the other people on this podcast. They do a really great job, as always. I would like to thank Mr. Beef the Legend, Mr. Tiger Bomb Tom, myself, Poot the Bard, Bebe, and your reigning, defending... For the last time. Undisputed chooserweight champion of the world, the Mad King himself, Mr. Alec Ransom. Have a wonderful evening, day or night. Make sure to check us out, by the way, our audio version of this on Anchor, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast from, we are there. Have a wonderful... And, and have a happy and safe holiday. Oh, boy. Listen to this fucking guy. Actually, yes. Oh, congrats on your upcoming... Uh championship there beef <laughs> actually yes have a wonderful holiday bye everyone we love you gobble gobble